Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris from Weekly Games Chat. Along with my co-hosts, Sean and John, we cover the latest video games every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. We also make sure to rant about the latest movies, TV shows, and happenings in the sports world. If you like the show, catch one of our live streams on Twitch, follow us on Twitter, or even take the biggest jump of all and join our community on Discord. All found by simply searching Weekly Games Chat. Until then, I'll simply say game on in your mom's box. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hey, yeah, you. Did you know that Arcast is on Patreon? Go check out patreon.com slash Arcast for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small such as our $1 tier to show your support. Or join one of our higher tiers to get a shout-out, pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. Once again, that's patreon.com slash artcast. Thanks for helping us, and keep it retro. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 175 of the Rcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is a man who has not stopped thinking for 20 years, Robert Workman. Well, you know, I figure I have a brain. I might as well use it, right? I mean, that's how it's <laughs> supposed to work. Uh, but, uh, David, uh, you know, we've reached episode 175 here. You and me recorded shows, almost 200 shows now together. But uh, I can't help but think, you know, it never hurts to try something different, try something new here. And shake things up, episodes, if you will. Exactly. Shake things up. And over the past few episodes, uh, some of you guys may have heard uh, Candace Shane join us for a couple episodes. We had her on for the FMV episode. Then we had her back to talk with Tommy Tallarico about the Amico. And... Uh, yeah, so we have decided to add her as a permanent co-host. She's doing a podcast with me again for the first time in ages, I guess. So welcome, <laughs> Candice. Welcome back. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm here. I did it. Well, you did the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been uh it's been almost almost 10 years since we did a podcast together. I know. And, and we had like, um, I remember what it was. It was like an older show. We had like Anamana Gucci's opening music. We talked about geeky stuff all the time. It was so oh, much yeah. fun. Yeah. And then before that, obviously, Gamer's Garage, but we won't get into that. It's just been <laughs> But yeah, now we're now. But we're we here got, now. Yep. And we've got a lot to discuss. We are talking about the Dreamcast, the 20th anniversary. I'm old. Um, <laughs> we all uh, 20, are. I think. <laughs> yeah. 20 years. But before we get to the Dreamcast, we're going to get to the Super Nintendo because it got a little uh, focus in the spotlight there, didn't it there, David? Yeah, so it, it was announced actually during the the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, that the uh, that SNES games are coming to the Nintendo Switch Online service. Um, so it's pretty cool, like you know that they're adding in like a bunch of games here. Uh, you know, certainly like the you know the more notable ones like F Zero and yeah, uh, they've Star actually Fox. been added. They're on there now. 
They're the, yeah, 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 they're they're on oh, there right wow. now. So yep, mm-hmm. yep. So you can definitely play that right now if you have like the service at the moment, which is definitely uh, you know starting to show some value now, like for that twenty dollars per per year uh, value there. So it's um, you know it's looking really cool. Like with uh, you know with adding those on there, and certainly we'll have like more games on there. Uh, the the only thing though is that Nintendo just want to kind of temper our expectations a little bit on that. Uh, in that um, you know these game you know like you know, any like new games basically coming out for the service uh, won't be coming out on a regular schedule. Yeah. They- they used to release like games on like a monthly basis with the NES titles, but with release of like twenty Super Nintendo games at once, it, it's sort of like they're doing it um, periodically now. So more than likely, we may not see another update till maybe November, December. But yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of games to choose from and some great variety too: Demon's Crest, Star Fox, Kirby's Dream Land Three. For the first time ever, they re-released Stunt Race FX for another platform besides the Super Nintendo. That's a significant one. Oh wow! And that was one of the more like surprising titles for sure. And um, mm-hmm. Candice, I was kind of curious, like which of these like, titles that you know that were like added on here uh, that you're excited to play and also like which SNES games that you would want to see added in the future I mean there's quite a few but what I I think I'm most interested in is the fact that they're going to be releasing a Switch Super Nintendo controller mm-hmm. that's right and that's pretty awesome because I know when I play my Switch I get really excited to play these retro games and then I realize I have to use the Joy-Con right <laughs> and uh that kind of loses me a little bit. But then when I saw the tweet from Nintendo saying that they were going to be offering it as like a special exclusive kind of thing for paid online members, I was like, okay, well, done. Absolutely done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe I'll actually play more of these. But I'm really excited for the kind of stuff everybody's excited about, like Super Mario World, um, F-Zero, you know, Mario Kart, stuff like that. My My only question is like, um, are they handling the emulation of this stuff? Hmm. I believe that's done directly by them, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. I, from what I played, it, they're pretty nice. I mean, I jumped right into Demon's Crest. That's one of my favorite all-time Super Nintendo games, and it ran without missing a beat, like like that, you know. And then Super Yeah, that was Gus. my only real concern, mostly because, you know, like with the like classic systems and stuff that have been coming out, they're not always like the best when it comes to like which emulation they're using it can be iffy stuff like that yeah yeah i mean that's mostly at games though they right of course (laughs) thank goodness i just get i just get a little bit nervous um but i i love the nes ones that were already there so i mean as long as they play as good as that i'm stoked yeah i mean from what i've tested the games are a lot of fun i'm really surprised david you haven't jumped back into a link link to the past i was just gonna say (laughs) i'm stoked yeah yeah i'm stoked to get back to the link to the past i mean a link to the past is certainly one of my favorite titles of all time Uh, it's my second one actually and um yeah i mean it's really cool that you know that now we can play it on on like the switch now um i mean i did play it recently on the was it on the 3ds or I forget like where where I played it recently, but um, I did play it recently. But like you know, certainly it'll be, you know it's good to know that's there, so I can play it now. Uh, you know, whenever I want to. So yeah, awesome. and on top of that, you know they had other announcements during that uh, Nintendo Direct as well. Overwatch is coming to Nintendo Switch next month. That's relevant mm-hmm. to you, David, because you've been sure. talking about it week after week. It's my and drug. Also, <laughs> this this was interesting too. Um, Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Outcast is coming on September twenty fourth. And then Jedi Academy release early next year with online play. This, these are both coming from Aspire in a deal with Lucasfilm. So we could possibly see more Star Wars classics come to the Switch. Fingers crossed for Episode One Racer. That's just mm-hmm. me. I, I have to ask real quick. I have all of my old systems, right? Like I have a Nintendo, Super Nintendo, all of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. 
I have all these games, so why am I so excited to play them somewhere else <laughs> on a different system? I guess because like it's a Nintendo Switch, so you can bring it with you anywhere, and obviously you can't bring There's like that. your NES, 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 like everywhere. Just plug it into like any old like TV or whatever, you know? Yeah, I didn't think about that part mainly because I don't go anywhere. There, I mean, there's that too, I guess. Yeah. They're, they're also online compatible. So if you want to kick somebody's butt at Super Mario Kart and then live across well, the you country, mm. yeah. you can do it. All right. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I get it now. I was starting to feel like I was kind of shaming and and avoiding my systems, and I felt really bad for a minute until <laughs> you just said that. So now I feel better. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I feel like it's it's definitely worthwhile as long as they add some sort of modern amenities, like um, at least like with the you know with like the retro collections that have been coming out lately. You know, they, they've been adding things like a rewind feature and things like that. So um, it's pretty good. Like if right. if your you know if your reflexes have slowed down like with age or whatever, and you, you just want to like just kind of get through I feel the game. Targeted. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm targeting myself as well in this case. So. <laughs> I, I don't know what skill is. What skill? I, <laughs> I did notice that with the uh, the NES games, which I thought was pretty cool. Like, also, you can, like, save state kind of things. And, yeah. And not have to, to worry that if you turn it off, it's over and you have to come back. To there's that, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. And I, I just... Uh, there's there's quite a lot to like about the whole thing, and including all the SNES stuff is just going to make the Nintendo service, I think, even better. I mean, we already mm-hmm. have PlayStation Plus and and Xbox online and, and all of that that offer these kind of things if you pay the, the premium fee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a lot for somebody who's into retro gaming. Yeah. You know, this is this is a big deal for, for people like us. So I'm pretty excited. And if you were able to jump on that whole Twitch thing, I mean, you got a year of the service for free just for having Twitch That's right, yeah. Prime. Yeah. Yeah. And they also have the thing where... You can get like Tetris uh, 99 at retail for like 30 bucks with all the modes, single player mode and everything like that. But it also comes with 12 months of subscription. Right. So you can get mm-hmm. it that way right. too. There are a number of ways you can get a great subscription program out of this. I think Overwatch is even going to have it too because it's in a boxed copy, which kind of stinks without the cartridge. But you do get like a few months of the service as well, which is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. So it makes up for it. I mean, I'm personally hoping that they'll add in, like, Chrono Trigger in there, obviously, since that's my favorite game of all time. But uh, it would be really cool if they added in some, like, imported titles in there, like some Japanese exclusives or just, like, games that just had, like, limited run to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, games like that, I guess, that, like, people... Like, maybe like Bahamut ma- Lagoon? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just, like, games yeah. that, like, just, just a lot of people may not have, like, actually played. Like, obviously, you want, like, the perennial classics in there for sure, but it, it would be cool to have some, like, rarer titles in there, too. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see a Famicom, just you know, stuff that like we over here did not get access to, like Bahamut Lagoon, Super Famicom Detective mm. Club, you know, stuff like that, which is really awesome. And I wouldn't have known about it if not for having to import this stuff. So I think that'd be. They really did neat. release Super Puyo Puyo from the Super Famicom collection as part of the twenty. So mm. that possibility is on the table. Just saying. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And, um, you know, Nintendo is not the only one getting into the retro gaming market here. There's also SNK uh, coming out with a Neo Geo controller here, which is going to come equipped with 20 games. Uh, now, we, we are not quite <laughs> sure which 20 games that these are, uh, but the controller itself does look pretty slick. Um, you know, it's just like, it's basically like a, kind of like a white, um, arcade stick, basically, um, you know, with like the joystick and there, and, uh, there's like eight buttons on there as well. 
Um, but yeah, so since it is like an arcade stick, basically, I, I imagine the lads, you know, add in like some like arcade favorites there, like Metal Slug and King of Fighters and Samurai Showdown and things like that. If I say um, anything about this, do you know the person running this <laughs> and they're going to come confront me? I might uh, actually. I might actually know. They'll show up like Hiro Maru. They'll have a shortened hand. So, uh, so <laughs> Candace. Like, listen, uh, Candace, this person that you were talking about, um, <laughs> yeah. they want to come argue about the Neo Geo Mini mm. to you. I got some mad shit to throw down yeah, about this. You know yeah. I mean, yeah. It worked out pretty well last time, just saying. Uh, yeah. It did, it did. Thankfully, I knew Tommy, so we were cool. Um, but but are we doing this again? Yeah, because see, didn't they do this with the Neo Geo Mini? They, they went all out with the Neo Geo Mini. You could play it on the go in a little portable mode, but then you could hook it up to a TV with yeah. its games again. Yeah. And now they're kind of doing the whole reinvention thing again as an all-in-one stick. I mean, first off... Is the price going to be the same? Am I paying a hundred bucks for this? I was just going to ask that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do and we know the price? We have no idea point? on the price yet. And no. secondly, we'll have exclusive games. You know, we'll have exclusive games because Capcom, at the very least, I mean, their overexpensive stick stinks, but it has Alien versus Predator. Will this thing mm-hmm. have games that weren't released yet, like Eight Man or something? You know, I mean, it kind of looks like it's all. just going to be SNK stuff. Obviously, yeah, but... yeah. yeah. For sure, and like the Neo I, Geo Classics on there for sure, but um, you know, because uh, like obviously with like the Neo Geo Mini uh, that came out recently, um, you know, it, it does kind of like beg the question, I guess, like if we really need this, or does this kind of like cannibalize like their sales a little bit as they're kind of getting involved with the retro market? Well, I mean, you can use it as a fighting stick, but only with PC. That limits its usage right there. I oh, mean, it's so neat, sorry, it's, this, it's, this thing looks dinky as hell. I'm not interested. I'm probably going mean, to break it. It does look pretty I'll, dinky, honestly. You know, <laughs> all it takes yeah. is one bad session of Art of Fighting, and I'll probably break it. <laughs> I hate to say this, but it looks like Soldier Boy would like sell this thing. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, he, we're definitely going to get somebody from SNK on our show next week. <laughs> but, yeah. You know what? Bring them on. I want to hear. Okay, Soldier Boy. Yeah, it's our Soldier Boy. Not, yeah. Soldier, <laughs> doing not Soldier Boy. We would never have Soldier Boy on the show. We would not have Soldier Boy on the I show. I mean, you never know. I mean, I'd be like, it's and like talking with them, it's like, what are you thinking, man? <laughs> no. Yeah, he ain't thinking crap. I'm on his lawsuits right now. <laughs> right, that's true too. That's true too. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm, I'm definitely curious on which games are going to be out, you know out for this, and also certainly the the like price point is uh, you know is like a big question that I have as well. Um, like I'm thinking like it How can't go above a hundred. I mean, how much would you spend? I mean, if it's less than a hundred, I would certainly think about it. If it's over a hundred, I, I'll probably pass just because yeah. like, I feel like there are other right. options that are cheaper where, where I can get like a lot of games, which I think that they're going to be adding on to here anyway. So yeah. And most right, of them, you get say off you were to look at this, say you were to look at this right now and they had the brand, like the branding, the box, everything like that. They had a bunch of these classic games, right? That we, we know and love. Mm-hmm. How much would you spend for that? 50. I mean, I probably go as high as 80 personally. Uh, I'm I'm with Robert. I think 50 is is them taking a little bit of money from me. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I I'm sorry, I mean, it's but 20 like, games, you go to too. Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, but you go to Walmart and you can find all so many of these companies chilling out these little handhelds that connect to a television. Right, the plug and place. And yeah. yeah, the like the plug and play nonsense, you know, machines and mm-hmm. They're always awful, you know, so it's like, and that, those are always like between 30 and 50. Yeah, I mean, so, and then you got the Sega Genesis Mini, which is coming out next week, has, it's 80 bucks, but it comes with two controllers and over 40 I'm something games. some good stuff. And the reviews mm. are in. They, they said they're, it's, it's way big turnaround from the old ad games I model. It. I need it too. My, <laughs> see that I would that's yeah. value right there because you know mm-hmm. you got the exclusive games two controllers not like this if they price it higher than the second just as many I'm gonna laugh 
because of they'll lose uh, money. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they'll lose money. They definitely they, will. It'll, yeah. It'd be a mistake to to put it over what the Sega Genesis. Yeah, was. like so. is there like a particular Neo Geo game? I guess that if they announce is like part of this collection that you would think it's like, hmm, maybe I do need to pick this up, even if it is at like a higher than ideal price. The only one I can think of is Eight Man, but that was just because of one of my all time favorite Neo Geo. Maybe Viewpoint. But that's mm. Sammy. There's no way they'd do that. But give me some games that I would want to play again. Because, I mean, most of the games that are probably going to be out for this, I probably already have either my PlayStation or my Nintendo I Switch library. I was just going to say. Arcade yeah. Archives. Mm-hmm. See? They already the have Vita for me. Yeah, yeah. So Exactly. I mean, they put out so many collections mm-hmm. that it's like... Why not just get that? I'm mean, certainly on um, on like the Switch as well. Actually, like they've been coming out with like yeah. so many SNK games on there, especially through Hamster as well, like through the Arcade mm-hmm. Archives series. So, yeah, I mean, like th- there's definitely less of a reason to pick it up for that specific reason. But if they do have games that they're going to add on here that we haven't seen like on modern consoles for like a long while, or haven't seen on modern consoles like at all, for example, um, I mean, I think that could make it worth it. But if there's going to be adding in like all the usual suspects. I mean, yeah. there's just not going to be much of a reason. Exactly. Cable store. I'm looking at this. It's like cable storage box, and it's like headphone output ports, and it just looks outdated. Mm. It looks outdated. Just like the we're Neo not Geo there Mini. anymore. It just... Right. Mm-hmm. It's just... We we're so past this now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is like a step. Feels like a money grab. Yeah, I mean, like this this feels like a step up from the Neo Geo Mini in the sense because I don't like the idea of playing on a mini like arcade cabinet kind of thing. Mm, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, at the same time, I I think you are onto something there, Candice, as far as it being like a little bit outdated and maybe SNK is maybe like a step behind a little bit, like with this, like they're they're like a bit slow to kind of come, you know, have this come out. And I don't know. I mean, like they're just kind of hoping for like the arcade purists to kind of pick it up, but. I don't know. Yeah, hit me Let's up see. like five, ten years ago, and this would have been something that I would have been like, oh, cool. For sure. But now, now I'm looking at this, and there's no way those buttons aren't going to be obnoxious and break. Mm-hmm. That plastic does not look like it's going to handle anybody <laughs> playing it like an actual arcade stick would need. Like, uh-uh. Yeah, no, no this looks outdated, so I... I'm sad to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see yeah, it. That's where, <laughs> that's where we're at. Fortunately, sure, sure. fortunately, there are some old games that still get our attention. And, you know, how they're sold is really questionable. But, I mean, one did resurface over during Apple's event this week, and that's Choo Choo Rocket. Uh, it is coming back with a long-awaited sequel titled Choo Choo Rocket Universe. Uh, this was announced as a title exclusively for Apple Arcade at the moment uh features beautiful 3d worlds gameplay that's uh, similar to the original but has new mechanisms like switches and teleports uh, a number of new environments um it's really great to see the game back and you know a lot of people are going to complain that it's you know why is this apple arcade exclusive this would kill on the switch but i mean it's a good get for apple i mean th- their is, service is gonna yeah. be like five dollars a month they got games like this they got edge exit the dungeon which i dungeon which i just told david about mm, just yeah out. which i just found out about like its existence basically like 30 <laughs> seconds ago but i mean right. it, it's a smart move and it is great to see choo choo rocket back in some variation because this was one of the better games in the dreamcast library i know we'll talk about it later when we get to the it's subject. a good business move no it's a good business and it looks move. like a cute game i would actually try you know i pay five dollars to try this on my iphone and see if i could win this time that'd mm-hmm. be great uh, but... i mean like the thing i noticed here like with like apple with the apple arcade service is that they are going for more of the family friendly titles than google is with the google stadia because mm-hmm. like google stadia is like adding in like doom eternal and mortal kombat 11 and things like that um whereas with apple arcade they are looking for those more like all ages titles i noticed sort so, of like the intellivision I... amico 
Sort of, yeah. Sort of like a television Amico? Booth. Amico. The Amico, well, yeah. Eventually, you can say it right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't pronounce anything right on this show, just a head. So yeah, I, I, don't I was going to say, good luck, yeah. <laughs> I don't say um, anything right ever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, it is cool to see, like, a sequel to Choo Choo Rocket come out. I mean, I just never would have imagined to ever see, like, a sequel to this game come out. Um, you know, it's certainly, like, a good get, I feel like, for Apple in that sense, as well as, like, the Enter the Gungeon pseudo-sequel kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, with, with like, Apple Arcade um, and with a Google Stadia, I'm just kind of curious to see, like, how, how both of those services are, are you know, are, are going to do, like, overall, um, just as, like, people are kind of, I guess, slowly discovering that they don't, you know, that they don't own their games anymore. So yeah. will anyone truly own Choo Choo Rocket Universe? Well, I mean, the Apple Arcade is more of a service. You pay, like, $5 a month and you can pay whatever, you know, play whatever games you like, Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and Choo Choo Rocket, and Exit the Gungeon. Right. Stadia, you pay full price for your games and you don't really own them. So they're two entirely different services. Even and you don't really own, like, products. the Apple Arcade games either because well, they're all true. digital and you can't really transfer them See, as far as I know. I would also... Anyway like to point out Sega's not spending a whole lot of money with this mm-hmm. um in fact if anything they're making money uh hard light is the mobile games uh division right, right. and they've done sonic jump dash uh the crazy taxi game like mm-hmm. oh right it's yeah. all de- yeah, everything's all developed in-house and these hard lights known to make a profit mm-hmm. um so they're just gonna be printing money you know, by having any of these things come through hard light. So, I mean, those other I games are definitely quick turnaround titles anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And not to yeah. mention the fact that's what that, I'm saying, though. Like, casual games like this won't be nearly as demanding on download size as whatever's on Google yeah. Stadia and its 120 gig daily download thing damage. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. you know, big <laughs> world of difference. Because I was playing it at the Google Stadia thing at PAX and it stuttered, and I'm like, not oh, so even much. there, yeah? Yeah, I mean, even there, it was, I mean, like, I love Doom Eternal to death, but I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm just going to buy a physical version, thanks. Mm. But, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of questions for a future episode, maybe, when it comes yeah. closer out. But for now, Apple Arcade's its own beast, and this is a great addition to the Apple Arcade library. Like I said, I'll check it out for a month, see how it holds. But mm-hmm. I, I would not playing Choo Choo Rocket again. And I still remember the song, you know, the Choo Choo Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> which exactly. was the cutest thing in the world, by the way. Yeah. Um, another thing which may possibly be the cutest thing in the world, or the creepiest thing, who knows, oh um, is the Colonel Sanders dating sim, uh, which is totally a real thing, apparently. So, um, None of you King. better say an ill thing about this whatsoever. Oh, I, I wasn't going to. I was going to bring up the KFC Double Down again. But you know. <laughs> but no, apparently there is a dating sim. It's, it's fashioned a little bit like Dream Daddy, but obviously with Colonel Sanders. Uh, it's coming out September 24th. It will be free. And people are already talking about streaming it and romancing Colonel Sanders and the drive-thru lady and all that. And, and it's this, an official KFC this game. It's going to be free? It's going to be, be free. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be free. Yes. Candace is like, can I, I preload? I would pay money for this. <laughs> it's, it's, like, honestly, it's a whole marketing campaign. Like, it's kind of like Chex Quest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's genius. I mean, KFC has been dabbling in gaming for, they, they had a gaming account on Twitter for a while there. I just never thought they would take the Burger King Sneak King route and actually release their own game. But this is way better. Because I like sneaking, game. honestly. Yeah. Something's <laughs> wrong with was great. <laughs> no, I liked it. It was fun. I don't want to yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I, want to, I want to romance Colonel Sanders. There he's. Yeah. Well, I heard about this a few days ago because in my Discord for my stream, I had people just spamming me 
like going, you have to play this. You have to play this. You have to play this. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, done. Like you didn't, I just, all I need to do is click on it. And I was like, done. It's done. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I'm stoked. It's, it's complete- genius. Again, business marketing. It's beautiful. It's totally a marketing Excellent. move. Yeah. 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 And here's great, great move. And here's the it name is. of it. This is the actual name. I love you. Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. That's yep. the actual name of the game. I mean, it's on point. So, so. <laughs> I want a console version. I want it on Switch. <laughs> Give me. I mean, you probably won't get that, but it would uh, be kind of cool. I mean, just like how there are physical versions of the Burger King games. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I'm looking. I'm looking at this this little release here, and it says the game promises hours of play through secret recipes and life changing decisions. That will have real consequences with real animated characters' feelings at stake. Yep. I'm in. I'm in. And you can't get better than that. Are going to give me hours? You, okay. you, you and me and a bucket of chicken. That's romance. Right there. <laughs> yes. it. This is great. Yep, yep. And um, one thing I do have to mention as well, um, I was watching uh, Double Toasted's video on this, if you check Double Toasted on YouTube, um, where uh, Corey Coleman, who we had on the show before, at least on the Arcast Mini, which, which I talked to him, um, he was going over like this particular game and when he was doing a google search for like images like for like his um his like featured image on youtube and all he found an image of basically like a naked black man just having sex with like a bucket of fried chicken wow, <laughs> and i think much, all he David. searched for was like kfc dating sim basically and that's what came up in google so. oh man okay don't don't google it kids. i'm not saying a word yeah. <laughs> don't just just stick with this i, I think the uh, the only thing I can think of the, the good game out of this uh, regards that image. Thanks a lot, David. Um, yeah. I mean, well, I'm just saying, though, it could have been worse. That's all I'm saying. Then a guy screwing a bucket of chicken. David. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> there is some good news out of this. Uh, our buddy over there, Ann Schumann, she said ever since this game was announced, she's gotten a lot more traffic on Arcade Spirits because it has a similar setup with her game. Oh, yeah. Like that's wonderful. Yeah, that's I great. love arcade And they're spirits. releasing that early next year on consoles as well. I got to play the Switch version of PAX and love oh, it. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. So no, perfect timing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Everybody wins with love except the dude with chicken. Anyway. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Uh, so it's going to lead us now to the part of the show called What Are You Playing? And we get some games we've all been playing or have recently beat. So, Candice, why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? I've been playing Destiny 2. Oh, okay. Um, I've been playing. I went back and started playing Devil May Cry Four hmm. on the like remastered one for PS4. That's right. Yeah, with Nero and all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, I was a little like conflicted about, just because it kept trying to make me go to the PlayStation Store, and I was like, "Why?" It's modern and gaming. And it's like <laughs> I click the button, yeah. and it's like, "Do you want to buy all these things to make the game easier?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's a little egregious. Uh, yeah. there. First off, I was like, that's not cool. And then the other part of me was like, I wish I would have had this before. <laughs> um, so that I've been playing that um, Pixel Junk Monsters 2, because uh, I love my tower defense. Uh, Man of Madon, which is oh, that yeah. super Ooh, massive game. Yeah, I heard it was yeah. It is so good. Um, I've been playing uh, The Flame and the Flood. I've been playing The Sims 4. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I I play a lot of games. You know, now that I'm actually talking to you guys about this, I don't realize how many I actually play. Um, <laughs> it's a wake-up call. <laughs> per week. Yeah, per week. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been uh, playing The Sims on my stream just 
so that I can essentially pair a bunch of my friends together unwittingly and control them. <laughs> um, and I'm calling it, it's like The Bachelor, but it's called Candace Island. Okay. And everybody so, gets kissed every- on Candace Island. Yep, yep. Everybody's getting kisses on Candace Island. So I guess now that you're part of the show, that you know that like eventually it'll be like you know it'll be Robert and I like add on there too and a Candace Island. So sorry, but yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Everybody's getting kisses on Candace Island. As long as it, as long as it's a kiss and not me merging my face into somebody else, like what happened with Barry the other day. I can no promises. <laughs> That's just weird. There are no rules on Candace no Island. I I can control so little of what happens i like set them up and just let them kind of go on their way and what happens happens but it stays there on candace island awesome. so <laughs> we got the tagline um, yeah, so ready for the show yeah <laughs> so i've been i've been playing um i'm gonna be playing red dead redemption 2 uh tonight i'm playing online uh because they have the new uh job system and stuff the like frontier that update. So. yeah yeah the frontier update so i'm gonna be playing that tonight after we record nice sounds good how about you there robert I've been busy. <laughs> I've been playing quite a bit here. Uh, I've been working on Gears 5. Uh, much improved over Gears 4, although I still get murdered nice. in multiplayer. Uh, whatever. Uh, even with a T-800, I don't stand a chance. It's kind of sad. Oh, yeah, that's but, right. They had, like, the Terminator character. Uh-huh, Terminator and Sarah Connor. And Sarah Connor looks badass and sounds badass. Linda Hamilton voiced her. I love that's it. That's right. Ooh, that's right. Great. I haven't tried the new Horde mode yet, but I still got a couple of days in there. So uh, I know um, nice. Rahul Kohli actually does, like, a voice on there, too. Uh, he was in the iZombie. Cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, he's like that, like, uh, snarky British guy. I, f- I forget, like, his yeah, name. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, yeah. And then let's see. I've also been playing some of NHL 20, which is the new uh, hockey simulator. I love it because uh, I am a sports. big fan. Well, sports I'm not gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to relate on it too much because I know this isn't a sports cast. So sports. <laughs> well, you, um, well, you love hockey, I know. So yeah, I do like hockey. Uh, track and field. This classic Konami game just came out for PS4 and Switch as part of Arcade oh, Archives. I saw that. And yeah. it's really easy with a turbo controller. <laughs> just oh, I like, imagine so. God, I'm not going to wear out my buttons. <laughs> I'm not wearing out my buttons. Sports. Sports. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> calm down. Um, I'm good. And uh, I'm patiently waiting for Damon X Machina, so I've been playing Star Wars Pinball from Zen Studios. I actually Ooh. just interviewed our buddy Mel Kirk over there for Adventures in Poor Taste. I love about. Mel. Mel's great. Uh, I saw him during. We've had him on the show before, too. Yeah, he's we talked about uh, Pinball FX3 with us. It's really great. And uh, finally, I've just been working on uh, still trying to beat Control. It's so mm. good, though. Control is just... So, have you had, like, any, like, uh, technical issues with it, like, on the PS4 version? Slight ones. Nothing to really... You know, there are some glitches there, but they have since been saying they're going to patch them up soon. I think the okay. patch is actually available tomorrow. So, hopefully, by the time this podcast goes live, you'll be able to fix that. But I still like the ability of just being able to unlock stuff and just be, like, this force-dealing badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, I really want to play that, but I have to wait. I got so much going on. Oh, and I did want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to River City Girls. That may be one of my favorite mm. way forward games to date. Totally, Excellent yeah. beat em up. And it reminded me a lot of Double Dragon Neon, which just celebrated its seventh anniversary. I want a Switch port. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm kind of like, I'm kind of bummed by is there's no like online play. Like, you can't play with your friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember asking them about that, actually, when I was playing it during PAX West. And, um, 
yeah, like, you know, they they really want to kind of focus in on, like, you know, having, like, your buddy there with you and, like, you yeah. know, playing a co-op that way, you know? What, what um, if you don't have buddies with you? Yeah. <laughs> you got to make some buddies. <laughs> Go to Candace Island. Damn make it. a few friends. Go. Yeah, on Candace Island. You can have all the buddies you want to play with. Everyone's a buddy on Candace Island. <laughs> yeah. Go get you some friends. I mean, without the online play, though, it's still a great local buddy-buddy thing. And it's also fun solo. And it is nice to have the Double Dragon brothers in there. Yeah, who are actually voiced by the Game Grumps of all people, (laughs) which I love. That's amazing. Well, I mean, the voice cast in general. I mean, they got Christina V not only doing like a voice of a character, but she sings a couple of the songs in there too. And the soundtrack, oh, love the soundtrack. Soundtrack's great. Yeah, it's really yeah. And you got um, you got Jack Septicai too as like uh, whoever's that guy who keeps coming out of like the dumpster to help you out or (laughs) oh hi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to play it now. Yeah, it's a great game. It. It's a great game. Uh, David, what have you been playing? Um, so I guess I'll keep with the River City Girls train here because I have been playing. I just recently beat it too, actually, and um, it's pretty great. Uh, like the um, yeah, I mean, you know, especially if you're playing a co-op, because if someone goes down, you the the other player can actually stomp on their body to bring them back to life, <laughs> which is pretty. <laughs> Forget <great>. CPR. <laughs> Yeah, everything yeah. you're saying is making me want to play it more. Sorry. I mean, it's unapologetically violent, and it is totally like, like all me. about the exactly. It's it's totally about the Kunio Kun franchise, which I certainly appreciate as well. Yeah. Um, there is even um, what is it? There, there's even like a like an area like where where it's kind of like under the tunnel, and I remember seeing like a boarded up like part of the wall. I was just like. I wonder if they added it in there. So I like pressed up against the wall and like hit like the uh, the like enter button and like totally it goes into like a secret shop just like in the original game and oh, everything. Yay! So, um, it's pretty great. It's love pretty it. great. It's pretty great. So uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love. It. I love like the voice cast on there. I love the animation in it. I love the moves in there. The fact that you could do a stone cold stunner or like a dab to like knock people out oh, and like the all the sliding stuff. dab. It's so the sliding amazing. dab, yeah, it's so yeah. good for yes. sure. There, there, I know you could do like an aerial power bomb as well. Like in there, like there's a lot Drop of like really kick. cool moves. I mean, yeah, kicks, there's yeah. a lot you can unlock in the shop. I mean, can't just get this game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to apparently. Yeah. You need yeah. to, you need to. And uh, aside from that too, I've been playing Yakuza Kiwami, um, which Ooh. I've been absolutely loving. Uh, I love the Yakuza series. I, I've, I've actually only been playing. Um, the only game I played before this actually was Yakuza Zero, and that was like my introduction to like the series, and like it's basically like a continuation. Oh, so you're of the new series. like I am. Yeah, v- very much so. Like, like I, you know, I've I've had Yakuza Kiwami and Kiwami, you know, and, and Kiwami too for like a while since like Sega gave me codes like ages ago, and I just haven't gotten around to actually playing them. Um, but now I'm playing them, and I'm saying right now you totally need to play Kiwami and Kiwami Two, all the Yakuza games. Um, and Judgment. And Judgment's, oh, well, Judgment's yeah. so, great, too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was very tempted to pick up Judgment, actually, because it's on sale right now. Like, there's, like, a big sale going on right now on, on PS4. I think it's on sale for, like, $39 or $38 or, or, or something Well like worth that. it. Well worth it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm definitely thinking about I, I think I may need it, possibly. Um, yeah. Um, you know, especially because it is that Yakuza kind of gameplay, but they also added in some stealth gameplay, too, and I'm a big sucker for stealth. So I love stealth yeah. gameplay. Um, and detective stuff. And, yeah, yeah I, lo- I love detective stuff as well. So I'm, yeah. kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm a big sucker for all that stuff. It's Yakuza meets L.A. Noir. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like L.A. Noir, but I do like detective stuff. But I totally yeah. got where you're coming from with that for sure. And I know you've been following all the Yakuza 7 news and the fact they're going to have a cart racing yeah. game. Yeah, yes. I am super, yes. super psyched for that. I'm, I'm totally about RPG. that. the RPG. The RPG elements yeah. of the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact it's turn-based. 
It's going to be fun. I mean, having frizzy hair is enough alone, but doing all that <laughs> stuff too is amazing too. I'm in. I mean, they, I mean, because like, I know they're not calling it Yakuza 7, actually. They're calling it something else. Um, oh, uh, do, do, the what? Something Dragon. I remember. It's something way, way of the Dragon or like trying to be like the Dragon or something. Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon. That's, I wanted that's to say the one. last Dragon, but it didn't be a Leroy. I'm not doing that. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's what I've been playing. And uh, a game that you could play certainly right now is Cube 2, which I have a, which I have a Steam code here for. So Cube 2 is the sequel to the hit first-person puzzle game Cube. You are Amelia Cross, a stranded archaeologist who has mysteriously awoken among the sand-swept ruins of an ancient alien landscape. Together with the distant help of another survivor, Commander Emma Sutcliffe, you must traverse and manipulate the structure of this forgotten world to find a way back home. So if that sounds like a jam, definitely jump on this. Again, this is for Steam. The code is WMTMD. 0R5PQ7975E. Again, that's Cube2 on Steam. Enjoy. And if you do redeem that, definitely let us know at Arg Podcast on Twitter. Hello, my name's Richard Moss, and I make a podcast called The Life and Times of Video Games. It's a narrative and documentary style show about games history and how the medium has evolved over time. Each episode or bonus interview soundbite delves into some aspect of the ups and downs of the industry, or the design, development, and legacy of the best or most interesting games ever made. It's all carefully edited, complete with original music and sound design, and a mix of interviews and deep research. All set up to tell you a great story about the secret worlds behind or within video games. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Stage of History. And with that, we have the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So we've been doing like the Stage of History uh, with like two games. Uh, before, we actually used to do it like, with, like I think, like four or five games or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I was absolutely crazy with it. But um, now we're limiting to, to like one game, uh, since now we have like Candice on board. We're trying to you know streamline the show and all that. So just a heads up for all you listening out there. Uh, so since we are talking about the Dreamcast 20th anniversary, I figure we'll... You know, and also we talked about Chuchi Rocket before. We'll talk about Chuchi Rocket here. So. so they also know that I talk a lot, guys. That's why yeah. you only get one game. <laughs> That's right. That's Sorry. Right. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. I talk more than you, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want you competing for that because I don't want to edit the show even more than I have to. Already, David so. be like, well, I'm not why, competing. David be like, why am I even here? Why am I just... <laughs> I know. This is a lose-lose for me. Come on. <laughs> Candace and Robert screaming at each other for two hours. Right, right. Just like um, in the chat room. Yay. <laughs> so Choo Choo Rocket is a 2000 action puzzle game by Sonic Team. It was the first online multiplayer game for the Dreamcast. When it arrived in the United States, Sega held an online tournament where players could battle against Sega and Sonic Team employees. And the Game Boy Advance port marked the first time a Sega published title was on a Nintendo uh, was on Nintendo hardware. Nice. So um, a lot of firsts there. Choo Choo Rocket certainly has like a lot of history, just like attached to it in general. Um, so Candice, have you played Choo Choo Rocket? What's Choo Choo Rocket? The first one. <laughs> the first, the first one, one for yeah. Dreamcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Yes, of course. I keyed. I keyed. I'm yeah, just messing with you guys. <laughs> um, I, in fact, I believe like when I, I, I believe I got it in, like a bundle with a, with a controller. Oh yeah. I think it was like part of a bundle of the... with like Crazy Taxi and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it as part of a bundle and whenever Crazy Taxi would infuriate me, I would just switch right over to Choo Rocket. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely played plenty of it. It it kind of like holds the same charm to me as games like Bubble Bobble 
Hmm. And like bust a move. It's easy to play, that, pick up, and all. Yeah, that. easy to play, pick up. You can kind of like just zone out for a while with it, and put it back down again. Yeah. And the characters were cute and fun. And when you know, this was also the start of everybody trying to get super edgy, dark. Mm. With like all of their games, and this wasn't one of those. It's a pal club. Um, so, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the commercial was kind of dark. It featured like an animated cat and everything, and all of a sudden the cat exploded and all these mice jumped out. That was kind of disturbing. <laughs> well, that's the, the marketing. The I mean, Japanese one, yeah. But yeah. yeah, but that's like a commercial. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual game. Okay. I mean, the gaming marketing uh, back game then was just like crazy. Hell. The game yeah. is cute. Mm-hmm. So. And I did like the multiplayer. The multiplayer yeah. was just nuts trying to collect all these mice by laying down your arrows and everything like that. It was just insane. Trying Did to get you play online as well? Um, I tried to. I think I stuck more with the local. I think because I had more. Mm. At the time, I was living with some roommates, and it was a lot easier to get local multiplayer going. Right. You were living with mermaids? Roommates. <laughs> I, oh, wish I, I, heard... I wish I was living with mermaids. Be like, you what are we having? me with the story, Robert. <laughs> I, I just, because like you said it so casually and I heard mermaids. I was like, you know, Tim was living with mermaids. And I was like, wait, why are we like what? not talking about that? Why are the floors wet? What's going on? <laughs> you know? Do you know how hard it is to keep a system alive when everything's wet all the time? Okay, I, I understand why we have the fish tanks, but can I have a couch? Please, can, right. I, have a, can I have a couch? But no, I mean, back Back in the day, the Dreamcast obviously specialized more in local stuff. But, right. I mean, from what I understand, the online was fun, too. So. Would you say that there is a game currently um, that is comparable to Choo Choo Rocket? The sequel? Um... No, I mean, not part, not the actual Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I mean, any I'm game that's kind of like, like it, yeah. Yeah. That, like, is, like, more recent. <laughs> that's its own thing. I mean, it feels like it's very much its own thing, honestly. I can't really yeah, think of any other game that's yeah, like there's it. There's hardly so. any games that exactly. really went on this level. I mean, this was just, yeah. it worked on its own way, and I don't think it it had that kind of thing where they could easily clone. I mean, it was just choo-choo yeah, rock. I mean, what that's you... what I'm getting at. Yeah, is it's choo-choo rocket. In so. all of this time, you know, it's always been its own thing. You yeah. haven't seen clones of it. Mm-hmm. You haven't really seen anybody try to remake that kind of gameplay mechanic. Yeah. And I think for that alone, it's pretty great. I mean, yeah. the Dreamcast library was kind of full of those types of games anyways. Like, oh, games totally. that really were, 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 like, its own thing and weren't comparable yeah. to, like, anything else, even today. So it's just, Yeah, yeah I think nuts. people need to stop acting like Sega isn't great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? it's, it's just now we're seeing, like, another company try a crazy taxi formula at Arcade with the game mm-hmm. I put up on, on Twitter earlier this week. And it's, it's kind of funny, like, Sega really knew their stuff when it came to innovation like that. That kind of brings us to Obscura. And I want to bring up this game called Alien Front Online, which is a, sort of like an online battle game with tanks against aliens. It was a great little arcade title, and they decided to port it home. And they added some cool stuff to it. Besides being able to play online against teams... Uh, making a good competitive title along lines like Quake 3 Arena at the time. It also had compatibility with the Dreamcast microphone, making it one of the first games compatible with a chat system. Now, mm. obviously, you know, nowadays, chat's random in games, you know, good in some games, bad in others. But, you know, it's it, it's just really great that a game like this, even though it was not really the most popular Dreamcast game out there, it did set the, the stage for what we would expect from in-game chat. 
you know, even though you couldn't hear whatever it was saying back, you could shout commands into the mic and everything and be like, over there, your enemy's over mm-hmm. there or something. And really add a layer of communication to the game to kind of help strategize. Now, was this the mic that came with Seaman? Yeah. I mean, they were the same mic, one of the same. It was a similar model. So, it, I mean, you know, where Seaman, you were yelling something, you were like, F off. What are you talking about? And everything. Here, here he actually yells <laughs> Leonard something. Leonard Nimoy, mic. come on. <laughs> here, here he could actually say something and it's useful. I think. Right. So uh, I really like the game though. The game is a lot of fun to play. It's competitive. You could do up to eight players, four on each side with like hunting each other down. It kind of set a precedent at the time, like similar to the arcade game and graphics were good. It, but like I said, you know, Sega really didn't market it too well and they should have because it was, it was, uh, it was really cool. And then for a while there, like the online servers went away, but then fans were able to regenerate those servers back in 2016. And as far as I know, they're still online today. Wow, that's crazy. People like this game. I mean, they, they like the features that it brought in everything, even more than Sega did, which kind of yeah. says something. But... It's the same thing with like PSO as well, because like, I know Fancy Star Online like still oh, yeah. has like servers out there by, by, you know, by fans. So, yeah. Yeah, Blue Burst. Yeah, I still played it. Still, mm, that's, still it's, played it's, it. Nutty. <laughs> it's nutty what kind of support this Dreamcast has. Even the smaller titles like this. And it was... It was a cool arcade port. You really didn't see arcade ports that, you know, went out of their way to add extra features like the online chat. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I thought I'd bring this one up. I really like this one. There was a sequel that was supposed to come out for Engage in 2004, but that was canceled because <laughs> nobody played Sorry, the Engage nobody sequel. Played, no, no, <laughs> nobody played the Engage. Nobody played the Engage. So, I played it once. Were, I played it once. The people that were developing the Engage didn't play the Engage. That's no, true, too. Nobody played the Engage. Anyway. <laughs> but I, uh, my, my, my timer on my oven has more functionality than an Engage. <laughs> My my GoldenEye watch has more functionality than it. It's got like a laser on it too and everything. Yeah. No, no, even without the laser, still more functional. <laughs> And that's going to lead us now to our main topic, which is celebrating 20 years of the Dreamcast. So can't believe it's been this long, but here we are. Um, so, you know, I figure we'll like kind of start off like since, you know, like obviously we've like talked about the Dreamcast before at length on, on the show. Uh, so like the angle I kind of wanted to take with it here is like as far as like um, what the console did, I guess, like ahead of its time that modern gaming still does today. And, um, you know, I like I, you know, I personally had to lead off, honestly, with like online gaming. I think obviously online gaming, it was so ahead of its time with that. Like, you know, as we mentioned with like Choo Choo Rocket, uh, as I mentioned also before with like um, with like Fantasy Star Online. I mean, that was like my first online gaming experience personally. So I don't know, but, you know, have you guys kind of chip in on that, too? I'll tell you, I mean, the, I think the online play made a difference. But I think the big thing is how it pushed the visual style of games forward before the PlayStation two could, you know, like mm-hmm. soul caliber came out and we were like, Oh yeah. What mind blowing shit is this? You know, we I mean, were, the 3d era really kind of came into its own at that. It time, really yeah. did. And soul caliber remained the best game ever released for the system. I, I think it's one of the few examples of a game at launch that remained like one of its biggest titles. I mean, obviously mm. super Mario world, super Nintendo comes to mind, but soul caliber continued to be the innovative leader even though like other great games like Virtua Fighter and all that came out after mm-hmm. it. And- but Soul Calibur was like the de facto fighting game pretty much on there, yeah. Yeah, it just had stuff that nobody else was doing. Yeah. At all. Bandai Namco stacked I- it with like content. And it was creative. Like this was like not your run of the mill, you know, here's Crash Bandicoot and then like <laughs> you yeah. know, just a bunch of like shovelware nonsense. It was we're going to give you Jet Set Radio 
you're going to have Power Stone. Mm. You're going to have, like, Shenmue. there are just Shenmue. Arcade Perfect Port, a yeah, Crazy there, Taxi. Yeah, like, all sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, like, there are just so many. Uh, House of the Dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. The whole, yeah, like, with, with, like, the Lycan support as well. Mm. Right, and Soul Calibur was, like, everything to me when that came out. So, I just, there were so many things that I could play there that I couldn't play anywhere else. And they weren't just regular games. Like, this was stuff I just had never imagined in a million years I wanted to play. And I loved it. Like, Space Channel 5. Mm. And there's this game. I don't... I, I To this day, I'm still the only person who's played this game. Um, But it's called Armada. I've heard of it. I was obsessed with Armada. So I would bounce between Soul Calibur and Armada, like, every day. <laughs> and And... But it was like... Again, I wanted this. There was such an eclectic library of games at launch and within its life cycle that there wasn't a time I would go looking to get a, a Dreamcast game and wouldn't find something new that nobody else could have could give me. So for people who don't know, can you explain what Armada is, Candice? Um, Armada is like, you. it's a top-down kind of floaty space game where you have this little ship... And you just kind of have to go around shooting other guys and going from planet to planet. Shoot all the guys. And, yeah. and it was yeah, a, you just <laughs> shoot a bunch of It was ships. multiplayer too, right? It supported up to four people. I remember yeah. that. That was mm-hmm. red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was kind of simplistic in, in its design, but it was so pretty. And it played so smooth. And it really was very simple. And it was just about going from port to port, different planets, and and building up more of your ship. And and there wasn't much for story, but I didn't need much for story. It was just a lot of fun. But it was one another one of those situations, though, where I didn't find anything like that anywhere else that entertained me like it did. And, you know, back when I got my PlayStation, and I was like, I'm going to play Tekken. And Tekken is going to be the only fighting game I ever play ever again because I love Tekken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love Tekken too. And then I played Soul Calibur. And I was like, what? Why was I? Why am I wasting my life with this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> what what yeah. is my life now? <laughs> yeah, why was I playing Tekken so much? That's nonsense. Um, right. I just, like I said, it had such an eclectic thing. And it reminded me of why I love Sega in the first place. You know, there was stuff on Sega you were not going to find anywhere else, you know, and, and I loved that. I mean, they were very ahead of their time, and they certainly weren't afraid to be very innovative, really, in, right. in, in, in like, their products. And, like, honestly, I don't think, like, anything else really uh, exemplified that more than the VMU, like, the memory oh, card yeah. the that they had with, like, the screen and everything. Yeah, I mean, like, like honestly, I would have really loved to see the Dreamcast last longer, if only just to see what they would have done with the VMU in, in a longer life cycle. Um, sure. you know, because like you could actually play like little games on there. Like if you have like memory from like Sonic Adventure or whatever, then you can like have like this whole, uh, like it was like a Chow like game or whatever, like inside the, the like, VMU right. itself. Like it was just crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was really praying we could get through this whole thing without talking about Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all the, all the Chow I mean, killing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, I, I remember loving those games when they first came out, and they certainly wowed me, for sure, like, when you see, like, that first stage, like, say, like, in the first mm-hmm. game with, like, the whale chasing after you, or, like, the second one with, like, the, yeah. the, the big truck chasing after you, whatever. 
Um, but going back to those games now, they don't hold up mm. well, unlike, say, like Jet Set Radio, which does hold up, I feel like. Jet Set Radio is still so much fun to play. A lot of the games uh, that were for Dreamcast, uh, Fantasy Star, still fun to play. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. like, and, and Shenmue. Yeah. Shenmue, yeah. come on. And I played the HD, uh, the HD remasters of Shenmue just recently, actually. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the controls don't quite hold up as well. Like, they're kind of, like, tanky. Like, they're, they're kind of, like, Resident Evil tank controls, but yeah. slightly worse, in a sense. But Power Stone... <laughs> but Power, Power Stone, Stone yes. too. Power yeah. Stone still holds and, up. Yeah, yeah Power, Power Stone 2, especially. Power Stone yeah. 1, 2 still hold up. And and I, I, I know I'm probably going to lose a lot of people here in their respect, and that's... <laughs> I'm sorry, but... Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 were just not good. I, I think the thing is, and like, they didn't know what they want with Sonic. Like, like the running stages were just fine. and then I feel like they were chasing Mario it, 64, then, honestly. They the kind of were. The stage design I mean, like, just was yeah. not as good. It was not as good. And, clum- and clumsy in some spots. Well, because the whole thing with, like, Sonic in general is that, like, he's meant to go fast. And the only way they can make him go fast without having the gameplay just be completely out of control is by having him kind of like a fixed path, which is basically like how those games kind of feel anyway, especially the Sonic mm-hmm. Adventure games. Um, you're basically like pushing in one direction, but whenever you're moving in, say, like a set spot, like you know, you know where like the whale is chasing you or like where you have like springs or whatever else, um, it's really kind of forcing you to go in one direction all yeah. the time yeah. while keeping that sense of speed. And I think that's the proper way of going about it. But at the same time, I mean, you know, it's, it's like a reality check here. A lot of Sonic games are not good. Yeah, I mean, there, there's Sonic. something nailed. Right. You know, I thought Sonic Generations was good. And, you know, I thought Sonic Jam on Saturn was good the way it did 3D briefly. But mm-hmm. well, well, let's 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 real quick break it down. What is the one thing we know about Sonic? <laughs> He likes to go, go fast, fast right? Yeah. Gotta go fast. You take away fast from Sonic, he's just an idiotic oh, little no. <laughs> In that, in that regard, let's talk about Sonic That's... Adventure 2 and digging around for those goddamn emeralds on that stage with Knuckles. Exactly. While the rap song continued to <laughs> play is... in the background, be like, it's almost there. Yeah. There is Damn nothing money. interesting about Sonic the Hedgehog if he's not going mm. fast. I mean, he's a cool design. I, I I will say that. I do like the design of Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic the Hedgehog characters. Like I think they're I'm well-designed characters. talking about the game. Play. But the games themselves, yes, I but totally we, agree. But we can't at least agree on one thing. Samba de Amiga was probably the yeah. favorite dancing. I mean, oh, David, I know you're probably going to shoot me down for DDR, oh, yeah. Japan version, whatever. But Samba I de did, Amigo. Yeah. <laughs> Samba, I, t- I totally did. Samba <laughs> de Amigo oh, was a blast on this on the Dreamcast, and it introduced it was, a fun yeah. DLC mode because oh, yeah. you could download classic Sega songs, like the Afterburner theme. I never yeah, imagined playing yeah. maracas to the afterburner theme, and here I'm, I'm doing it like an idiot. And it's great. And of course, Chumbawamba. But that's what I'm talking about. Cool. Sega did that stuff, and that was so. And cool. they also appealed to the hardcore audience. I mean, I the Capcom yeah. generation alone on Dreamcast, Project Justice, Cannon mm-hmm. Spike, Marvel vs. Capcom One and Two, Street Fighter Three, Third Strike. Uh, mm-hmm. ugh, their games alone made the Dreamcast worth owning. They took care even of SNK Dreamcast. as well, like with yeah, uh, you know, like the King of Fighters yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just insane. And the last play too, as well. The last play too is an amazing game. It really and, and then. Gar- Oh, and Garo, Mark, Mark of the Wolves as well. Oh, Garo. I, I loved Garo. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. hardcore stuff, you know, like Ikaruga, Rez. Mm-hmm. Rez was mm-hmm. something else when it came out. It, it was again, really yeah. radical, like how the music, like Tetsuya Mizuguchi was nuts. It was. He, he <laughs> made it just really make it feel like a vibe all its own, you know. And sure. It, yeah. it, it just, no matter which way you turn, there was always innovation 
with the Dreamcast. Even like in some of the ports, there were some of the best ports that you could find, like Rush 2049, Hydro Thunder. Remember mm, Hydro mm-hmm. Thunder? That game was my jam. Just flying oh, yeah. a freaking boat into the Greek Isles. <laughs> Never mind yeah. me. Just, you know, I'm going nuts here. <laughs> but, uh, For sure. I mean, there was just so much hardcore stuff. And actually, that kind of leads into an interesting story of how the DCD was born. <laughs> um, that's my nickname, by the way. Um, so we picked up the Sega Dreamcast in like, you know, like when it came out, 1999, we picked up a bunch of games with it. NFL 2, great. We'll get to the sports games in a sec. And sports! A 20, we also, no, not sports. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we also picked up a 24 pack of beer and we went through all the beer and all the games. And they, they were like, well, and you're just a Dreamcast drunkard, aren't you? And I'm like, Oh my God, that's my name. <laughs> the D- and then somebody shortened it to DCD, and now I don't drink anymore, and now I don't know what to call myself. But that, that's my story. But uh, yeah. I mean, you can, you know what? Hey, anybody listening, what do you think the last D should be? Don't say mean? dick. Don't say <laughs> dick. <laughs> no, let's, let's leave it up to uh, listeners. What do you think the last D should be? Yeah, they could tweet us at our podcast. Like, this is not going to end well. They're going to come up with all sorts of names. I might put up like a poll or something with the D could stand for. But I do yeah. want to briefly bring up sports. I know Candace is going to make fun of me, but sports, sports, sports. were great on the Dreamcast. Virtua Tennis. Was no. amazing. No, you know what, guys? You talk about this. I'm going to go get okay. some tea. <laughs> right back. Go get your tea. Virtual Tennis Sports was ball. amazing. NBA 2K. I think 2K2 is the pinnacle. I mean, the 2K games in general were certainly great. on the Yeah, Dreamcast, NFL so. 2K. NHL 2K was even good. And I think they did a college football one, too. Like, college football 2K2. I think Maybe. Forget, but... So, there were... There were a few good sports games. Okay, we're done talking. Makes <laughs> one of us when she gets back with her team. Yeah, yeah. Um, but know, yeah, with like virtual tennis, though, I mean, that was like a lot of fun, and it, it was like the type of game that wasn't like, say, like Mario Tennis, for example. Like, it, like it had like it had like the look of a you know of like an actual like semi tennis type of game, but it still had like an arcadey kind of feel as far as like how the how the gameplay was, and that's just what what made it fun for everyone to play. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was easy to pick up and play, and you know you can't say it a lot about tennis games. Maybe the Mario tennis titles but virtual tennis is right up there yeah and great yeah. with up to four players so mm-hmm. you know i mean i i would like like honestly i would probably say that virtual tennis is more of my favorite than mario tennis i'm just saying so i did like i did like the series but yeah yeah um but there's also power stone 2 which we did like elite um uh, which we did like allude to mm, before uh which is really really good especially you know like just like you know if, if you're doing the power stone 2 with like four players and you're on like the elevator that leads up to like the alien queen at the top and it, it's just there, there's there's like no other game that's like that it's, it's just like so amazing especially with, like you know with, with like the announcers it's like uh, um, what was this? Like it's an alien. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, like, like, yeah. Powerful. Every time you pick up a gem, it's like powerful. Yeah, yeah it's so good. I love that game so much. And and then of course, while we're talking about weird games, we have to bring up Seaman. Of course, this game is just Utaito weirdness mm-hmm. with Leonard Nimoy of all people. It's Absolutely. like Leonard Nimoy is like, what am I reading this game for? Oh, it's a fish with a human face. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still talking about Quidditch? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about fishes with human faces. So, yeah. oh, okay, I can actually <laughs> contribute there. Yeah, yeah. you play Seaman. Seaman was a delightfully yeah. weird game. Yeah. Play a game called Seaman. I mean, I definitely Seaman. Uh... Seaman. Yes. Well, that's, yeah, but I'm talking about Seaman. the collective, not just one. I'm talking about 
collective seem, you know, a men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not just one man. <laughs> Understood. A party of seamans. Yeah. Yes, a party, a pluralization, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. There you go. And um, but it was a lot of fun. Another one I have to, I have to mention as well is Project Justice, uh, which I believe only came out for Japan or maybe like Europe as no, well. No, it was in the U.S. It came in the was U.S. It? Oh, that, 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 yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because I it picked did. it up. Yeah. That, that's right. That's right. So like the reason I don't why I heard of that one. Uh, so that is the sequel to Rival Schools, which is like the fighting game that came out for PS One. Uh, it was basically like a three D fighting game by Capcom with like uh, people like at school, basically as like school students, and like they're all like. Um, they're all like parodies, basically, of like, you know... Uh, I think I have heard of it, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure you have. But um, with, like, Project Justice, uh, the reason why I thought that, though, Robert, is because um, I picked up the Japanese version specifically because it had a board game mode that was not in the U.S. version. And oh, I remember this! The board game mode is actually yeah. a lot of fun. It's almost like, like, imagine playing the board game Life... You know, like 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 the actual board game life, but with but with pain, with actual pain. But yeah, but with like a fighting game, basically, like whenever you land on spaces. So. Right. I mean, if I'm playing board games, somebody's definitely going to be in pain anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah. making me quit sliding my pieces off the board, you son of a. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it was pretty um, amazing though, for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like, and then mm-hmm. I probably have to relate closely to Cannon Spike myself. Cannon it's Spike. Not is often you see Cammy shooting people while wearing rocket skates. No, Cannon Spike sports. was not a sports game. It's a beat 'em up shooting yeah it's a shooting game it's a yeah it's a shooting uh, like like i think there was beat-em-up elements in there too right yeah there was beat-em-up elements you had cami in it you had a souped up arthur from ghouls and ghosts yeah like a number of different characters so i guess it was mainly shooting though yeah (laughs) yeah it was definitely mainly shooting though it's like kind of like top down like shoot them up kind of thing yeah yeah i thought it was great but i'll tell you if if you want to relate to something here candace maybe relate to this grandia 2 Mm. you know what didn't like it Really? Like oh, okay. Huh. Do you know how many? This is the third time somebody has asked me if I liked Grandia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really? mean, you're, you're one of those RPG nuts. Every time I, you mention Street Code, and you're like, oh. I mean, yeah. I love I love a good RPG, but Grandia just wasn't my thing. I tried it, just couldn't get into it. I mean, you like tea, but you don't like every type of tea out there. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's move on to another game then. How about Typing of the Dead? Mm, yes. Best typing simulator ever. Screw you, Mario. With the keyboard peripherals. I roughed, well. I roughed people up in that game. <laughs> did you? I, I did the hunt and peck system. Nobody stood a chance. I mean, I <laughs> sorry. Sorry. 190 words per minute over here. I was messing people up. Damn. That's about my speed. <laughs> Get on my level. But it was such a great twist. Like, you know, who would put a shooter game as a typing simulator. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and I think like years later they did the, like a uh, typing of the dead overkill. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, Apparently it didn't do too way. well. Mm. Um, but maybe we're done with typing simulator games. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they really went and, all out with like the joke of it though, because like they showed like the yeah. characters like you know instead of like with like guns, they had like keyboards like strapped around like their necks and just like down under under like hips basically. So. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was pretty great. And while we're talking about weird games, anybody remember a game called Illbleed? Yes, no? yes, I do remember that. This was kind of like a, a horror game where you were stuck in a theme park and you actually had to use your senses to avoid traps and threats, and it was bloody as hell. Yeah. Wow, and I oh didn't my. play it? Yeah, you didn't play it? That's kind of surprising. <laughs> I know. Yeah, seriously, now, now we need to find you a copy. Yeah, it's a pretty messed yeah. up game for sure. It's a pretty messed up game. It's it, messed it up? 
Yeah. No, Kent, Kent is like, I'm getting a Dreamcast. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I'm about to dust off the Hello Kitty Dreamcast, I guess. Right, you got to have eBay for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Some people actually preferred this to like the Resident Evil games, which is kind of weird, because I thought Code Veronica was sweet. I know people who are like that, too, honestly. Yeah, there are like some ill-bleed fanatics out there, for sure. Yeah. To be Code fair, Veronica... Code, Veronica, Code Veronica was kind of weak, though, compared to the other Resident Evil games, and it came out on Dreamcast. Yeah, it was Code Veronica X, I think was what it was called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what about Skies of Arcadia? Have we mentioned that yet? Uh, we haven't, no. But um, I know Skies of Arcadia, like that's like definitely one that like a lot of RPG fans love. Um, yeah, I didn't play that one either. Oh, we're getting you a Dreamcast. We're getting you a Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played very little of it myself, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's one I would love to dive into at some point. Maybe if it, you know if it comes out on Switch at some point, I think that'd be cool. You know? Yeah, that'd be great. Fingers crossed. Um, and then of course I'll bring up the Crazy Taxi games. Mm. Yeah. The first one was a perfect arcade port, but I love what two did. To kind of brought in an all new city, all new drivers, all new threats. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. You know, I'm just like, yep, I'm enjoying picking up all this money. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> Give for it. sure. Um, so I figure we'll we'll also get into like what our personal favorite games are as well. So Candace, if you could start us off with your per- with one or two I or maybe did, even three. I thought. You did? I, I thought think. we did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did that already. Oh. But Yeah, I loved Armada and Soul Calibur. Oh, Armada, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Jet Set Radio. Um, loved Power Stone 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Love those. Those are my favorites, for sure. Um, I'll give a shout-out to a couple of games here. I'll shout-out to Cosmic Smash, which was this neat little racquetball kind of game that was released only in Japan that I thought mm-hmm. was really cool. And then there was a space simulator called um, Star Lancer. That I thought was really cool as well. Mm, okay, um, kind of. A Are there funny... any more sports games you're gonna? Not mention? no, it's not sports. It's a sci- It's a flying. The first space one was game. sports. I'm watching you. <laughs> it's a sports somewhere. Kind of <laughs> sports, but in its own weird way. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay, so we're not doing a sports episode in the future. <laughs> Just avoiding sports. I will be on. I will be gone. <laughs> totally still do. I'm it. feeling sick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most, I think the most sports games I've played were like um, Fusion Frenzy and Quidditch. <laughs> Quidditch. And Fusion Quidditch Frenzy is isn't really a sports oh, game either. Oh, that's yeah. not true. The Mutant League games. Mutant League, and, yeah. Like, yeah Mutant League is fun. Okay. Yeah, it's a great game. But that's like and, it. And we did say Virtua Tennis was kind of an interesting game for casual play. If there's not a fantasy element, I'm not there. Well, then, <laughs> well, then never mind. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. And I can't memorize these player names. I, I don't know what people are supposed to be doing. I'll give a shout-out to a couple other action games here. Out Trigger, I thought was a really good shooting game. I thought was a fun. Confidential Mission was another, like, shoot mm-hmm. up like House of the Dead, but with spies. And then there was Dynamite Cop, which was kind of the unofficial sequel to Die Hard Arcade. And kind of goofy, but mm. hilarious and good fun. There you go. Um, as far as for some of my favorites, uh, certainly Power Stone 2 is up there. Project Justice is certainly up there, along with uh, Shenmue and Jet Set Radio. I mean, those are the games really. And also Fantasy Star Online. Sorry, I, I have to mention that oh, as well. Because I spent like an I entire that summer. I too. Yeah. Because yeah. I, mean, I spent an entire summer playing Fantasy Star Online, like, you know, just having it hooked oh, up yeah. to like, you know, just like jack to, uh, to like the phone jack, basically. And, you know, and have like my parents. Oh, yeah, my just, parents like, got out no about phone calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, no yeah. one can make a call in, so it was just crazy. My parents had their own company, and so they had like several phone lines, mm-hmm. and I would literally like wait till they were asleep and go hook up to like <laughs> any phone line I could get away. Yeah, get my fix. Just hook it right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to make a call. Can you stop playing for five minutes? <laughs> no, the answer is no. My ranger needs more experience. <laughs> yeah, See, my experience. Um, was more like with Quake 3 Arena and Unreal Tournament. 
No, there you go. There those you were go. great ports. I mean, because at the time, you know, the only way you really could enjoy those games beforehand was on PC, but then they got ported to the Dreamcast and they got ported nicely. So, mm, yeah. For sure, for sure. And uh, we did have some listener responses here as well on uh, basically what made the Dreamcast special to you. That was like the question I presented. And uh, we got a lot of good responses here, so I'll just kind of fly through these. Uh, starting, off the, well, starting off with Andre Dion, who says, For me, the Dreamcast felt like the start of the future. The high-capacity discs, the visual memory cards, the, uh, the operating system, and most of all, the unique games. Even to this day, they come together to create an experience I can't find on any other console. So can't, can't, uh, can't agree more there. Uh, Dominique Gibson, who says Sonic Adventure, uh, MVC2, uh, Crazy Taxi, Pure Magic. Also, the startup sound is one of my favorites, second only to the PS1. So, um, if you if you remember like how like the Dreamcast was, it's like the um, kind of like don't do do in the swirly logo. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, Dominique Gibson, who says Sonic, uh, oh yeah, sorry, um, Mega Daffy, who says, I remember playing a lot of Sonic Adventure, Crazy Taxi, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 and 2, and Power Stone with a friend when the Dreamcast first came out, and then when I finally got one myself, I spent hours playing Shenmue and Jet Grind Radio as well, so a lot of good choices there for sure. Uh, Alex Reimer, who says, I remember playing NFL 2K with my brother Andy Reimer, uh, my, my bro Andy Reimer, I guess, I guess, oh yeah, Alex and Andy, yeah, there we go, Alex and Andy Reimer, uh, the ability to select the plays on the VMU stopped the screen hack most games gave you, so I did not know about this, um, so apparently, um, and I don't know if you knew about this too, Robert, about like NFL 2K allowing you to, to pick your, your football plays, like using the VMU. Hang on, I'm waiting for Candace to say sports. <laughs> but yeah you could do that I wasn't gonna do it this <laughs> but yeah you could actually do that if you wanted to hide plays from people and like be sneaky you could do that on the VMU yeah it's a pretty cool idea there honestly uh, Christopher Hawk, who says, The Game, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, Crazy Taxi 1 and 2, Power Stone 1 and 2, Capcom vs. SNK, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Shenmue, the system had so many amazing exclusives, I was yanked out of public school and my homeschooling never happened, so all I did for like two years was play Dreamcast and teach myself computers. God, just thinking about it takes me back, so you had quite the experience there with the Dreamcast. So. This was an option? I didn't have to go to school? I mean, apparently for him, I don't know. <laughs> so. I was like... Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Justin Moriarty, who says, it was the first console I imported. I bought the Japanese Dreamcast in May 1999 since I was living near a store that sold import games. I thought it had a lot of fun and unique games, but what ultimately made it special to me was Shenmue, which uh, I certainly have to agree as well. I mean, Shenmue was a very unique game when that first came out. It was, it was just trying to do like a lot of different things. And, um, you know, it, it really was kind of taking, like, I think, you know, I could be wrong. Did that come out before Grand Theft Auto 3? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to say as well. I could look up dates, but I believe so. I mean, at the very least, it was definitely in development before Grand Theft Auto 3. And um, it it was just trying to do, like, a lot of different things as far as, like, you going around in a living, breathing world pretty much that, you know, had the whole day-night cycle and all that stuff. It was just really, really cool on what what they were able to do with Shenmue back in the day. Uh, Justin Pinter, who says, I love the Dreamcast. It pioneered online with games like Fantasy Star Online. It had an, a, an awesome controller, which I would debate a little bit there. I, I like the controller enough, but it's not like, you know, it's not like N64 levels of bad, but like it's, it's it not one of the best ones as far as... It was, it's comfortable it enough. Enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. you it, guys that didn't have like tiny-ass hands. <laughs> <laughs> There's that There too. are times I was like, I gotta climb on this thing to press a button. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, to scare off Candace here, great sports games like the NFL two K series and ready and and um and ready to rumble as well. He mentions. Oh, I loved Ready to Rumble. Oh, there you go, sports. <laughs> A sports game we could talk about. Wait, what? <laughs> there you know. Listen, you guys can talk about sports games all you want. I don't <laughs> want to upset any of the sports no. fans out there. <laughs> I will just go get tea while you guys talk. Like the Kermit the Frog over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of my business, though. Yeah. <laughs> and other awesome games like Resident Evil Code Veronica, true sequel to Resident Evil 2, he says. Uh, Power Stone, Jet Set Radio, Grandia 2, Quake 3 Arena, and MDK 2 as well. Um, also, you could mod the Dreamcast to play any burn disc to include uh, movies or emulator games, which uh, certainly was something that we didn't mention before. Uh, we yeah. did mention it in like an earlier episode, I want to say, about the Bleemcast. Like, um, yeah. basically, people were like have burning games and just be able to like you know to like uh, that de- you know to have like games on any sort of like disc, or whatever. Because like it, the, the the like the hardware kind of lended itself to allow you to kind of play like any, any sort yeah. of disc that had the with had that the you could act- on there. You could actually play Tekken on the Dreamcast if you wanted. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and like it helped made it like possible to like to play like a lot of like Japanese games as well. So you can just kind of like uh, get like the uh, like you know the emulation software or whatever for it. Just put it onto a disc, and boom, you can just kind of play it with like a boot disc or whatever. Yep. So there was that. Uh, Choxy Wolfgang, who says uh, I liked a lot of the weird accessory based games like Seaman, Samba de Amigo, DDR, and heck, yeah. Typing of the Dead. So yep. I definitely mentioned all that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Earl Grey Summers, who says MVC2, Soul Calibur 1, and the pinball machine on Sonic Adventure that takes you through the realm of knights, which I actually do remember that particular mm-hmm. stage. Yeah. So. Uh, Greven Jens von, uh, von Franz, who says Soul Calibur 1, Sonic Adventure, Crazy Taxi, Shenmue 1 and 2. In a weird way, I missed those times as a teenager where you didn't have many games, so the ones you had, you played a lot, and therefore got really attracted to them. Now, as an adult with my own income, I get at least two games a month, but they never feel as special as the ones that you had when you were younger. And I think part of that is like nostalgia, and the other part is just the fact that we have so many games that are releasing yeah. like each and every day today. So I mean, compared to like, for sure, we don't have to we don't have to squeeze the most we can out of every game we get now because there's so many. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. And uh, Rondricus Lamb, who says, "All I got to say is, I want to take you for a ride." <laughs> Um, James Mohan, who says, first time I played online was with the Dreamcast Worms Armageddon and won. Ooh. Ah, good times. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. That, that was definitely like a console, at least for like a lot of like console only players anyway. Um, that was like yeah. the first time playing people online really was, 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 yeah. you know, was, was with the Dreamcast. So it was just really neat. It's true. Um, and also, uh, Rob McCollum, our buddy Rob McCollum here says, remember getting my Dreamcast after it was already doomed on Boxing Day 2001. Uh, that said, I loved it. And Skies of Arcadia, Spider-Man, plus a Disney Racers game was oh, all I needed racing to be happy. Tour. Yeah, that's, I there remember that one. You raced around yeah. Disneyland and the Jungle Cruise. That was so much. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, the last one here we're giving to Andre Tipton, who says, getting mine from Japan and then playing U.S. games at E3 and playing Soul Calibur with Wesley Snipes, which he told us the story when we had him on the show, one, one of the numerous times that we've had him on the show. But um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool story there. So uh, if you haven't heard that, definitely check out some of our earlier episodes uh, with Andre in it. And um, yeah, this is pretty awesome. So thank you to everyone for sharing your stories there on uh, why you think the Dreamcast is special and what your fondest memories were with that. A lot of good, a lot of comments. There. I'm a little shocked nobody mentioned either the pro skater games or spider-man because those got good that's right too. those got yeah really good i had tony hawk oh, yeah. pro skater 2 on dreamcast and that was a really really good point yeah, yeah. i love those ports but yeah i mean all sorts of great games on dreamcast sports or 
otherwise. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so, Robert, I believe you have a game code to give away. I do have a game code to give away here. Uh, I got one from my buddies over there at uh, FDG Entertainment for Monster Boy and Accursed Kingdom. Uh, this is a, a legendary series, the Wonder Boy series, kind of an unofficial entry. Returns with a grand new adventure. Enjoy a colorful action adventure game made alongside Ryuchi Nichizawa, creator of the original Wonder Boy and Monster World series. Uh, this is a code for Steam. It is IX5TK3X30G. I-J-B-J-H, that is for Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom on Steam. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudhomme. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Choose your character. And that's going to lead us now to Random Select, which is actually retiring. This is our last time doing Random Select, at least for the foreseeable future. We might, might come bring back it up for special spurts. occasions if we feel like torturing we'll somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of, kind of part of our way to like help streamline the episode a bit. But if you really, really want to see Random Select come back, definitely let us know at our podcast on Twitter for sure. Uh, but yeah, so this is a yes or no 15-question game to guess which video game character that Candace is this week. Uh, so basically, um, you know, it's going to be Robert and I acting as a team uh, in order to uh, you know ask like yes or no questions to guess which which video game character that Candace is. If after five questions we don't get it, she'll give the first hint. After 10, she'll give the second hint. And if after 15 questions that we don't get it, then it's game over, as Raul Julia would say. So, uh, Robert, I don't know if you want me to start off, or do you want to start off? Um, I'll go ahead and... Uh, well, actually, no. Go ahead. You, you go ahead and start off. All right. All right. Um, are you primarily a Sega character? No. Mm, okay. Let's see. Are you from a Capcom game? Nope. Hmm, okay. Mm, so not a Capcom character. Um, did you make your debut on the Dreamcast? Nope. Hmm. In fact, I'd, I hate to say this, but you guys need to stop going down that route. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, right. Do you yeah. do, do you do chicken right? No. Okay, so you're not that. Okay. <laughs> I had to. Th- <laughs> you're obsessed with the Colonel Sanders game, so I was just kind of. I know. Going I know. There. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. You're obsessed. <laughs> Um, let me see. Are you a male character? Yes. Okay, that's five. Okay. So, what's your first clue? Really love bandanas. Really, really wow. love bandanas. Mm. Really love bandanas. Okay. Not... Could be Hulk Hogan. It could seriously Sports. be Hulk Hogan. Sports. Sports. Wrestling. Um, yeah. It's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, I'll ask this. Do you use weapons at all? She said that pretty exuberantly, too. Yep, so she uses weapons. Um, She likes bandanas, and it's kind of not on the Dreamcast path. Are you you in an RPG series? Nope. Okay. Uh, Are you Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption? Nope. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. throwing that out just in case. Uh, this is definitely. <laughs> All right, so that's eight there. Um, there's people. There's people listening right now that are like screaming. <laughs> are you in a fighting game series? 
That's tricky. Mm. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that is tricky. Mm. Um, they have been a guest in oh, a fighting okay. game series. Ooh. Okay. Because I was actually thinking of like Billy Kane from like, um, from, like nope. Fatal Fury, you know. So. Nope. Um, oh, um, I do have one question that could help, actually. Um, okay. Were you ever in a Smash Brothers game? Yes. Ooh. Okay. There we go. Right. Now, so now we just need 10. the second clue. <laughs> you do? Well, yeah. That's how it works. Them's the rules, Candace. But, <laughs> you have to. But get... everything. I really thought David just had it. Really? Well, we we still got five questions to go. I'm kind of okay. in the dark. All right. Yeah. All right. You need another hint. Yeah. Um, okay. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> despite the fact that. Um, you always see the same face. There are many iterations of me. Oh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> no, David. <laughs> he doesn't. Because well, I'm thinking like bandanas. Like the character mm-hmm. who I'm thinking of, like doesn't wear bandanas. So yeah, they're really into bandanas, or, and apparently they he? change their faces, <laughs> and they've been in Smash Bros. No, no, no. Like, their face never changes, but but still technically different people. Oh. Okay. Uh, I, I I think I, I think I know who you are now. David, actually, thank God. Like yeah. you're so close. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Um. Uh, okay. Uh. Hmm. Do you have a tendency to battle slimes? Wow. God damn it! I thought we were close. No. Thought you were a Dragon Quest hero there. So. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna throw oh, it out there. Uh, are you Princess Zelda? No. Uh, I said I was a guy. Well, okay, know, exactly, okay, yeah. so I'm sorry. I should have guessed the other. <laughs> yeah, I think these things through, Robert. Uh, <laughs> my brain is wrecked. So we're at twelve right now. Twelve right so, now, okay, so, and yeah. So bandana, so bandana weapons has been in Smash. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Male as well. We want to make sure we hit that. Oh, sorry, I should have. I should have said the other character. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's try to think. Oh, uh, hmm. no, he was a headband. I'm thinking of like Solid Snake. Um, like... I know you're talking about from Virtual Fighter. Um, I said Bandana. Bandana. Yeah, Bandana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just said headband. Solid it's a headband. Snake. Headband. Well, headband. That's not a headband. It's still a bandana. Well, okay. Are you Solid Snake then? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a headband, though. Right? It's not a headband. He literally hmm. calls it a bandana. Oh, he calls it a bandana. Yeah, really? and he even like taps his head. And he's trying to gesture, and it says, taps on <laughs> bandana, bandana. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and infinite ammo, yes. I oh, was like, yeah, I yeah. thought, I like, after that. you said smash, I was like, we're done. We're done. He yeah, we're it. done. <laughs> it's game over. Yeah, I was a little bit <laughs> in the dark there. Does he fight there, slimes? But, yeah. And I'm like, wait, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were so close. I mean, maybe he fights slimes on his off time when he's not on missions. Who knows? <laughs> sure. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that is random select. The last random select in the foreseeable future. So forever, uh, you know, yeah, forever, forever. <laughs> Definitely, uh, if I'm the one that has to like do it. <laughs> sorry, I mean, yikes! You know how these wrong guesses go. I mean, one time David did one for what was it Kazuki? Because whatever it was, and and I was just doing oh, um, guesses. Yeah, Karen, Karen Kazuki. And, and you know. David completely missed on Great Mighty Pooh one time, and I'm like, it's the Great Mighty Pooh. I said he's... No, it, it wasn't even that. I just feel like I'm really bad at giving easier hints. 
Oh, I yeah. think that's my problem. Well, so. I mean, like I think the hints that you gave were like were like fine yeah. enough because usually we have like a habit of giving <laughs> yeah, too we, easy I mean, hints. Sometimes honestly, my so. hints are a little too much. You know, be like, oh, I know you're exactly just like who you are. his name rhymes with loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, loud <yeah>. Fife. <laughs> I know who you are. You're, you get you're, it? you're huh? Barney Fife. I knew it. Do it all along <laughs> but yes all along. but like i said well like david said we will bring back random select on random occasions but we're kind of slimming it down here so we could talk more because i think we had a great debut episode here with candace yeah. we had a bunch of great conversations sports and all that but <laughs> i mean we we really we're glad to have you on board candace and i'll be honest it's thrilled doing a podcast with you again because you and me have been friends for years and you haven't yeah. killed me yet so it's good <laughs> it's true. It's true. Very true. Yeah, yeah. and um just want to give some shout outs to to our patrons here there's francisco limas mac the ball and mega daffy so thank you very much guys for helping support the show and if you too would also like to support the show you could check us out at patreon.com slash arcast where you can see all the different like perks and stuff that you, that you can get if you if you become an argonaut today so definitely check that out and uh, Rob, I believe there was uh, one other thing you want to mention, like a quick news story. Um, yeah, well, we right? were talking about, about, uh, about the beginning, about like the Star Wars games that Aspire are releasing. Right. Um, they're releasing uh, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Knight 2 on September 24th, and then Jedi Academy early next year with online play. And like I said, it could lead down this interesting road where we see more of LucasArts games on the Switch. Um, they haven't confirmed any other titles yet. They're seeing how these sell, but there's a lot of buzz in seeing these titles come back to the switch. And, uh, I'll tell you, you know, it's great news because, you know, LucasArts or Lucasfilm was kind of hinting there that they're kind of trying to get back into games, but they're licensing them out. Cause I know they're trying to get out of the games business, but they're still licensing games. You know, they got good old John Drake over there and everything. And, uh, this is a good step in that direction to reintroduce some classics on a platform where they'll sell like hotcakes. And they're also coming to PS4 as well, I should mention. Right, right. And um, if you love old school RPGs, I actually just recently got like an email here that Romancing Saga 3 is oh, coming yeah, out yeah. as well. Um, it's coming out for PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One, Windows 10, Nintendo Switch, Steam, the App Store, and Google Play Store as well. So Every platform. Every platform, and, very um, much, yeah. Also, Crystal Chronicles is getting remade, coming out early next year for Switch and PS4, I believe, mm-hmm. and Xbox One. Absolutely, so. absolutely, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is basically episode uh, 175 of our cast in the books. And uh, Candice, where can people go in order to uh, find all your stuff online? You can follow me on Twitter, Candice Likes You. And I stream uh, usually about three times a week, three to four times a week. Uh, Candace loves you on Twitch, and that's and they're the best streams ever. Candace Island, (laughs) yeah, come come visit Candace Island, you guys. Everybody gets kisses there. Everyone's welcome on Candace Island. (laughs) (laughs) You'll never want to (laughs) leave. There you go. And uh, if you want to find the ArcCast on Twitter, we are at ArcPodcast. Same thing on Facebook, facebook.com slash ArcPodcast, and you can find me on Twitter at the Guilty Man. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the DCD. This is also a good a time as any to announce I'm doing stuff for adventuresinpoortaste.com. I'm doing video game reviews for them. I just posted Super Hot on Nintendo Switch, which Yay! is super hot. Super hot. And also doing stuff for MMO games. Just posted my uh, Marvel's Avengers impressions if you want to go read those. Nice. No sports. <laughs> 
And please be sure to check out our partner site, Don't Feed the Gamers, at don'tfeedthegamers.com. That is run by our good friend, Leanna Ruppert, where her team gives fan-centric news and reviews in gaming. If you'd like to send us any feedback, opinions, retro games, or topics for us to cover, or anything at all, really, you can email us at argcast at retrozap.com. And be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts. It's your home away from home if you're crazy about Star Wars or pop culture in general. There is also us with Argcast, so be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Music, so there is absolutely no reason to not follow another retro gaming podcast. All right, and that is episode number 175 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro, and remember, if you see Colonel Sanders, hands off, he belongs to Candace. Yeah. <laughs> mine! Mine! He That's my anime much. chicken boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely one to romance there. But in the end of the day, he belongs to Candace. Mm-hmm. That's that's the rule of thumb. Double his down. finger looking good. I mean, come on now. <laughs> Back off, he's mine. <laughs> <laughs> Back off, weebs, he's mine. <laughs> David, just go back to your sneak king, okay? Just mm-hmm. go play that. I just might. I just might, actually. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Catch you later. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris from Weekly Games Chat. Along with my co-hosts, Sean and John, we cover the latest video games every Wednesday for your listening pleasure. We also make sure to rant about the latest movies, TV shows, and happenings in the sports world. If you like the show, catch one of our live streams on Twitch, follow us on Twitter, or even take the biggest jump of all and join our community on Discord. All found by simply searching Weekly Games Chat. Until then, I'll simply say game on, in your mom's box. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.